Welcome uh, to episode uh, 213 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is Tuesday, people. Um, Tuesday, the 18th of May, 2000, 2021. Uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope your working week has started well. Yesterday, only three more days to go after today. Um, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, man. Let's chill out a bit. Let's just chill out a bit. There's been a lot of protesting going on, people, um, in the world out there. Um, so let's just, uh, you know, let's just take it easy. Have a nice, easy, relaxing podcast today. It's almost like, think of this as almost like ASMR coming in your ears with the odd swear word every now and again, just to spice things up for you. Um, I'm doing all right. Thank you for, uh, thank you for, uh, that's always a loaded thing. (laughs) That's always a loaded uh, statement, that, isn't it? I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking. Um, I didn't. I didn't ask. Uh, well, that's the point I'm trying to make. Well, you know, I don't really care about your life. Um, I don't care about it. I don't care how you're doing. Uh, I love people who do that. I'm. Uh, thanks for asking. Add in the old. Um, thanks for asking. After anything is always a bit of a loaded thing, isn't it? It's always somebody. Uh, um, Somebody a little bit anal. A Karen, as they're called these days, are they? That's a new thing, isn't it? Um, calling them Karens, like these predominantly white women, isn't it? Predominantly white women who go off about the most, most mundane things. They want their rights, don't they? What's the equi- the man equivalent? Is it a Kevin? Is that it? Is that what I heard the other day? I have no idea. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Karen Alternative. Male alternative. Uh, male. Let's have a look. Is it a Kevin? A Chad. You can always notice there is a term called Chad, which is a male slur. That's got to be very American, hasn't it? There's a, you don't get many Chads in uh, in the UK. Um, it's got to be an Americanization. I imagine Karen's a, a, um, an Americanization as well. Um, uh a Richard, it says here. There we go. Mm. Anyway, let's get back on track, shall we? Let's have a little bit of tea. Wake ourselves up a little bit. Come on. Let's shake shake it off. There we go. Let's get a Mr. Motivator thing on. Uh, thing going on. You know, let's all shake it down. They used to do that. Do they not do that anymore in morning TV? I don't really watch the TV in the mornings. Um, all those uh, topical fucking magazine programs that they have on in the morning um over here in the uk they always they used to have a lizzie um i think that was tvam and then they used to have uh, mr motivator I, I vaguely remember this at some point from summer holidays in my youth um watching tv and then uh eating uh all the biscuits all the decent biscuits much to my mum's um dismay when she used to come <laughs> me and my brother just fucking hammering through the biscuits bourbon creams they were the best man they're still good um and it got to the point at which my mother would um 
then start buying shit biscuits like rich tea and digestives. And um, then we would um, coat them in uh, uh, margarine, put jam on them and put spray cream. (laughs) Ah, dear. The glory days of being alone at home while your parents are slaving away and you are just devouring all of the good stuff in the fridge. They were the days, man. They were the days. Um, Anyway, let's go to the protests. Uh, Let's have a little look at the protests that have been going on this week. Fucking fly around me here. It's the only thing, as soon as it starts getting warm, isn't it? The old fucking flies come out and then everything starts invading your home, doesn't it? You spend virtually the whole of the summer kicking spiders outside your house. As soon as I open this front door, they seem to make a fucking... Some sort of SAS pincer movement. There's about three or four spiders. Hence the reason I've got a uh, dustpan and brush uh, by the door. I'm not one of those people to pick up spiders, to be honest. I just don't like the way they feel. They're fucking weird, aren't they? Too many legs, too many eyes. They move too quickly. Not comfortable with them. Slap them up with a dustpan and brush. Out the door. See you later. See you in about an hour's time when you finally make it back in. Persistent little fuckers, if anything, aren't they? Uh, anyway, uh, we've had um, here in the British Isles um, at the minute. Um, it seems to be protesting about everything at the moment. I know there's important protests out there, Black Lives Matter and things like that, which uh, seem to be adopted by the white community <laughs> and taken over by middle class white people. As all good things are. Um, just to show that they're not racist. Um, but this time we've got Glasgow uh, protesting. Glasgow protesters rejoice as the men are freed after immigration van standoff. This looks like um, hundreds of people surrounded vehicle men uh, were held in and chanted, these are our neighbours, let them go. What? Hundreds of people surrounded vehicle men were... Oh, yeah, vehicle men. Uh, yeah. Shouldn't there be a comma there somewhere? Hundreds of uh, people surrounded vehicle. Men were held in and chanted, these are our neighbours, let them go. Apparently, campaigners have held a victory for Glaswegian solidarity and told the Home Office, you messed with the wrong city. Yeah. Uh, As two men detained by UK immigration enforcement were released back into the community after a day of protest. Uh, Police Scotland intervened to free the men after a tense day-long standoff between immigration officials and hundreds of local residents who surrounded their van in a residential street on the south side of Glasgow to stop the detention of men during Eid al-Fatir. Yeah, so Eid... uh, Oh, right, so they've detained these people and then the crowd uh, of... Fucking... You wouldn't want that, would you? You know, you're not having a great day when a crowd of Glaswegians have surrounded you. They're not particularly known for their um, uh, diplomatic demeanour, really, are they? Glaswegian people. I mean, I've been to Glasgow. I've gigged in Glasgow. Very nice. I enjoyed it. Um, quite a lively crowd, although it was a bit of a student-y crowd, but it was still quite lively. I did the stand-up in Glasgow a few years ago, and um, uh, it was quite a lively crowd. But um, as a city, you don't always think 
um, Glasgow. You know, like when people, when the terrorists attack the um, airport, when somebody drove a van into the airport and then, you know, just people, they were going on holiday. You're meant to be relaxed, you know. I know it can be sometimes stressful going on holiday, but you're looking forward to getting away from it all, aren't you? And those people beat the fuck out of them. (laughs) Ah, dear. This is the way how you get things done, isn't it? Uh, Just crowding around. Staff from the Immigration Enforcement are believed to have swooped on a property in uh, Pollock Shields early on Thursday morning, detained people. By mid-morning, a crowd of about 200 protesters surrounded the vehicle, preventing it from driving away and chanting, these are our neighbours, let them go, with one protester lying under the van to prevent it driving. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell, Jesus. Um, It's just overwhelmed. By Glasgow Solidarity for Refugees and Asylum Seekers. There we go. Bit of tea there. That's a, that's quite a heartwarming story, isn't it? You know, usually you get people protesting about asylum seekers and refugees and fucking all those. They're coming over here. They're fucking dicking our jobs. Now the old Glaswegians got a bit attached to them. Don't want to let them go. Even if... <laughs> Even if they want to go. Uh, Salih, who had been at the protest since the morning as a Kurdish refugee and co-founded the Glasgow Girls Campaign in 2005 uh, with fellow pupils to prevent the deportation of a school friend of fight against dawn raids. Yeah, it just does seem a little bit... Does seem a little bit fucking get out of our country, doesn't it? By the old immigration fucking officials there. This is a revolution of people coming together in solidarity for those who others have uh, turned away from. Um, Do you think these things would happen if it hadn't been for COVID? There seems to be definitely a more sort of like cohesive atmosphere out there, particularly with regards to protests. Maybe this is something to do with social media as well. Somebody tweets it and then like 200 people turn it because they haven't got anything better to do. I know that's a cynical look at this. I'm sure they're doing something good, aren't they? They're doing something good. They're keeping people, you know, you know, asylum seekers. We ought to be doing that in this country. You know, I'm not undermining what these people have done. We ought to be doing that in this country, shouldn't we? We ought to be, you know, the leaders of um, uh, the free world, so to speak, shouldn't we? Giving asylum to people who need it. We ought to be helping people, you know. Obviously, the flip side of that um, that I don't necessarily agree with, but the obviously, uh, uh, obviously, the flip side of that is there's too many people in this country already. We end up paying. That's the um, that's the that's the line, isn't it? That's the party line um, that is taken, isn't it? You're either sort of like you know for it or against it, really. Which was pretty much, to be perfectly honest, wasn't it? <laughs> Without tarting it up too much. That was the fucking old Brexit vote, wasn't it? Ah, fucking asylum seekers coming over here, immigration. And, um, yeah, that was what split the country there. But it's bloody nice to see. It's bloody nice to see the the, the, uh, notoriously aggressive um, Glaswegian people. Hey, we're all lovely up here here in Glasgow. Yeah, until you fucking get upset. (laughs) And then you're off the fucking scale, aren't you? Off the fucking scale. You know, it's something to do with the accent as well, I think. 
the Glaswegian accent just sounds fucking ag- sounds fucking aggressive. Um, doesn't it? It just sounds fucking harsh. It sounds aggressive. It sounds, you know, you got all that, you know, you got all the um, all the dock workers up there. It's a fucking tough old city, Glasgow, isn't it? I know there's the uh, the nicer areas of it and stuff like that, but you know, that's like um, around our area around here. We've got Corby, haven't we? Where um, everybody has got a Glaswegian. Well, most people have a Glaswegian accent in Corby, which is in the middle of uh, the UK, um, because we had all a load of people from Glasgow moving down into Corby to work in the steelworks, and therefore in the middle of England. Uh, where you've got people with an accent like me, um, you know, 10, 15 miles away or whatever, you've got people with a thick Glaswegian accent. Because uh, even the kids and that sort of thing, because there was such an influx of people uh, coming into Corby. that It's it's a fucking amazing thing. I went to college with um, uh, a, a few people uh, from Corby. And um, it, it was, you know, I, I was... T- you're sort of always a little bit aware of um, Corby being a rough town because um, having played football against them years ago and shit like that, you know, like against Corby teams and that, always always used to pick up a few fucking knocks. There you go. Uh, always a bit of a physical game, but uh, going to college in that and then you realise that uh, everybody from Corby has a fucking Scottish accent. You just assumed they were people who come down from Scotland, but no. These uh, first-generation Corbyites with a um, with a uh, still with the Glaswegian accent. It's amazing. Let's have a bit of tea. So good old Glasgow. Who would have said that Glasgow is at the forefront of um, uh, helping migrants and uh, refugees? <laughs> Not me. Not me, people. I don't know there's people out there Googling at the moment, probably Googling, aren't you? Uh, Actually, since uh, 1852, uh, Glasgow has seen uh, many immigration and always... All right! Fucking Mr. Wikipedia or Mrs. Or whatever gender you care to be. Um, Or feel you are not care to be, isn't it? Is it? It's not a choice, man. It's not a choice. All right. It's a bit of a choice. A bit of a choice. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so that was a bit of a heartwarming protest going on. Um, we have uh, other... Pro- it's been protest central this week. We've had Man United fans protesting at the Liverpool game about the Glazer family who own Man United. Well, you know, I'm sure if you were winning everything, you wouldn't be protesting so hard. So, you know, suck it up, baby. That's it. All of them. That's the that's the one thing now. All of the fucking big clubs have got some sort of like conglomerate fucking family who owns them anyway. You know, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to change policy. Um, unlike in Glasgow there, because the, the reason why things like Glasgow um, will change uh, and actually help those people out is because... Nobody knows what the fuck to do in that situation. The council don't know what the fuck to do. You've got, you got somebody, you know, hanging on to a tyre. You ain't going anywhere, are you? Nobody's going to be willing to uh, uh, 
you know, just start up the van and just drive off with somebody hanging onto the wheel, with the wheel repeatedly going over their head every two metres. Um, they don't know what to do in that situation. You know, they don't want to look bad, do they? It's a fucking nightmare situation that is for a council because they've got to give the image that they care about the people, isn't it? Whereas Man United fans protesting at the Liverpool game, the Glazer family don't give a fuck. (laughs) They know the fans fucking hate them. They don't have to present an image. They're not, like, elected. They fucking own the shit. So they just fucking suck it up, just ignore it. Nothing's ever going to get done. Nothing's going to get changed. All you're going to do is protest a little bit, aren't you? You know, shout in the corner at the fucking chairman's box. They're probably somewhere, you know, in the Bahamas. <laughs> They've resumed their fight against the Glazer family's ownership. Are they really going to get rid of it? Really? Because about, like, 200 fans are broken into the stadium and uh, they're letting off, like, you know, clouds of smoke on, like, fucking flares or whatever, uh, shouting and screaming at a, a fucking box that's probably empty. And the Glazer family are going to go, actually, you know this billion fucking pound business we've got? I just can't take it no more, man. And we're going to have to sell this billion pound business. And you know how much we like fucking money. We're going to have to give up liking money because of uh, the fans don't really like us that much. They're not going to fucking do that. All they're looking at is the fucking bottom line, isn't it? They're just looking at how much, how much shit can we take for the fa- from the fans and still keep rolling in the dosh. There we go. <laughs> you can't get a fucking... You can virtually not get a season ticket or a ticket for a fucking Man United game. They're fucking rubbing their hands. It's the biggest fucking franchise worldwide in football, Man United. They ain't going to fucking give up that cash cow, are they? Um, I like the fact there's a... Uh, in the picture of the fans uh, protesting in the corner, it says, uh, thank you um, for your incredible support. <laughs> oh, I love it. On the uh, on the stand where they've got like obviously sheets over the seating now because they're they're not allowing stands uh, uh, fans into the stands now. Well, unless they break in, obviously. Uh, that is beautiful in the background of the picture. Thank you for your incredible support. <laughs> As they're going, you fucking wankers. Ah, brilliant, lovely. I don't. Um, I I anticipate when they put that up on the stands uh, to cover the seats, they didn't anticipate having a protest where that would be uh, um, found in the background of the picture. <laughs> but yeah, that's the bottom line of it, isn't it? The Glazers ain't going to give it up. It's a fucking cash cow, isn't it? You know, they can funnel some sort of like, um, offset some sort of tax from it in some way. And... Uh, raking all the merchandise in and the fucking TV rights and all that sort of shit, can't they? They ain't going to be put off by that. They ain't gonna... Whereas the council in Glasgow have got to be seen to be doing the right thing, haven't they? 
And you know for a fucking fact them council workers who went round there, they're probably on about 10, 12 quid an hour. They don't give a fuck. They don't want to be have the shit kicked out of them. Do they buy a, buy a large horde of, like, Glaswegians just for doing their job? Oh, dear. Um, they're going to think twice about that, though, aren't they? Clocking in in the morning. Yeah, uh, immigration, uh, you've got to go down to Glasgow and uh, just uh, apprehend a couple of... <laughs> I'm all right, actually. You know what? I'm not feeling too good today. I think I might have to uh, go home. You got my... Uh, you take this shift for me, Jimmy? Fuck that. <laughs> Ah, uh, dear. Uh, what are we on? 20 minutes. Uh, let's have a little bit of tea. So it's been a bit protest central um, just lately, yeah, um, particularly over here. Um, um, everyone seems to be going a bit mad. I don't know what it, you know. Maybe it's because in this country we're coming out of lockdown. Um I did see uh, uh, Sarah Silverman's. Uh, this was a this was a rant about Caitlyn Jenner. Um, Sarah Silverman. I like Sarah Silverman. I think she's a great comedian. But um, uh, this is a bit of an odd one. I must admit, this is a bit of an odd one for me. Uh, Sarah Silverman calls out Caitlyn Jenner over her dumb views on trans athletes. This is transphobia. Full stop. Um, I, it's it's a difficult one calling somebody who's uh, transgender transphobic. I hate myself, man. I'm not. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. People out there, who knows? This is wheels within wheels stuff that we're trying to uh, um, deal with on the Ben Briggs podcast this week. And it is that. Can you be transphobic if you're transgender? I don't know. Um, is it like you know? I don't know, man. Can you be homophobic if you're gay? Um, it's, it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? Can you be anti-white if you're a white guy? Can you be racist against black people if you're a black person? I, well, I don't know. Don't know. Wheels within wheels. I, I imagine me talking about this for the next five, ten minutes probably ain't going to solve those issues. I'm throwing it out there before we even start that bit, people. Throwing it out there. We're probably not even going to solve these issues. Anyway, let's talk about it. Sarah Silverman claims, claims Caitlyn Jenner is being transphobic. After the former Olympian made comments stating trans athletes born male shouldn't play on girls' sports teams. Um, it's, a, it's a controversial one, that, isn't it? It is. The comedian was one of many who hit out of the reality TV star who came as out as transgender in 2015 after the 71-year-old made the comment during an impromptu interview with TMZ, as they say in America, TMZ, as we'd say over here. Sarah 50 shared her thoughts about the matter on her The Sarah Silverman podcast. See, there's somebody else with their own name podcast, just as narcissistic as me. And she pointed out that there are multiple difference, uh, physical difference between cis athletes within sports. The Wreck-It Ralph star stated, Caitlin, you're a woman, right? A trans girl is a girl. She should have the same rights as cis girls. Wait, uh, what you think a trans girl is true strong? What about tall girls as opposed to short girls? What about boys in high school who are teeny tiny and their teammates have already hit puberty and are shaving? That's a high school, though, isn't it? You know what I mean? Uh, she continued, why don't 
you just have co-ed sports divided by weight and height. You know, this is so dumb. They are legislating this shit without one single example of how this plays out. Um, It's a difficult one, isn't it? It's a difficult one because, you know, there is not... This is the point I would make is there is an awful... Well, not an awful lot. There, mainly when you see trans athletes um, competing in a sport, it would be trans athletes who used to be male and uh, are now female. Nothing wrong with that. It's usually that way around. You don't get many... You don't get many... I'm not aware of any cases, to be perfectly honest. I was being diplomatic there by saying you don't get many. Um, I haven't I haven't seen any cases of somebody who was a woman, um, born a woman and um, uh, becomes a man. Is a man, not becomes a man, is a man. It's fucking minefield, this, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, li- I'm about to lose a foot at any fucking moment. Um, who, uh, who was born a woman and becomes a man and is in uh, either a professional sport or, or an Olympic sport the other way around. Um, which would seem to suggest, I know there's, there's uh, the thing is about the, in, it would seem to suggest that, um, it's, you know, for strength sports and, uh, it was so, things like cycling, weightlifting, I know there's the, the the big controversy about um a weightlifter uh a trans weightlifter coming out for the Olympics or whatever who's qualified for the Olympics who will be the first person um but I know there's scientific studies um saying well there is no there is no if you if you've got if you've got a certain amount of testosterone in your system and it's low enough or whatever you can compete and there is no advantage and then there's other scientific things saying there is an advantage because when you're younger and if you've gone through puberty your bone strength is stronger as a male your muscle definition is different um and more built for strength and may an endurance rather than you know uh, a cis woman's body that is, you know, totally different muscular-wise than a guy. I know there's the extremes of um, uh, bodybuilding athletes and that sort of thing, but you, you even look at, like, a female bodybuilder and a male bodybuilder, and they are totally fucking, you know, they're obviously defined and muscular and stuff like that, but, you know, they're mm, the guys are fucking huge, baby. Um, it's just muscle density and stuff like that. Anyway, that's what I've read. But it's a difficult one, isn't it? The point I'm trying to make here is it's a, it's fucking difficult calling a transgender person transphobic just for coming out with that. You know what I mean? It just seems like it's another issue. Every single issue that we have these days um, is um, is is completely black and white. It's either like you either take the this line or you take that line. And if you take that line, you're a fucking bigger. And if you take this line, hey, man, you're one of us. Um, it's a difficult one because, um, you know, we've all seen the pictures of the the, of the, um, the, the, the um, uh, 
trans uh, cyclist, you know, standing there next to the two women and they're, they're first on the podium and fucking shoot compared, you know, there's just no, there's no getting away from that. We've all seen the picture. Who was the, I ought to, hey man, you don't even know their name. Oh Jesus, I can't fucking remember my fucking neighbor's name. You know what I mean? Trans cyclist. Trans cyclist wins gold. Here we go. Is Is there a picture there? No. Sets a record at world championships. Yeah, you know, like it's 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 a tough toughy man, isn't it? You know, yeah. What was that? Rachel McKinnon? That's it, isn't it? Her legs are fucking huge. She's, you mean, yeah. The the woman on the right, uh, on the left of her, to her right is um, the one who came silver. Is like quite tall, actually. To be fair, and her legs are quite big. But you can just see the fucking difference in sort of like size and strength. Um, but, you know, I'm not the one who, thank God, I am not the uh, the one on the Olympic committee who's making these, <laughs> who has to make these decisions. Oh, dear. I bet whoever that flies across the desk from, they're like, oh, fucking hell, man. Ah, oh, this is a nightmare. Who, and why do we get... Ah, oh Jesus, why did I get... Why did I take this fucking job? <laughs> you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, aren't you? Um, there's got to be something... You mean, I mean, you can't just have an Olympics for transgender people, can you? You know, that seemed... But somehow they've they've got to assimilate into you know, the Olympics, but what do you do? You can't say, you know, you can't say, look, you've got to compete with the guys, but I'm a woman. Well, I know that, but <laughs> you've got to compete with the guys. You can't do that. And then you go, the other alternative is only just, uh, well, you're a woman, so you compete with the women, and then, you know, a woman who may not have you know, that sort of, um, you know, just training for years and years and years and then you, you lose out because um, some uh, because a transgender, you know, who woman who is possibly stronger, don't quote me on this, as we uh, tiptoe across this minefield, who is possibly stronger, you know, beats you because, you know, you're always going to get people abusing that system as well. That's the worst thing about it. You're always going to get people abusing the system. Yes, genuinely, you're going to get genuine trans- transgender wi- women who transition to being a wim- woman. But you're going to get somebody who's like 14th in the world who goes, oh, fuck it, I fancy getting a gold medal. See you later to the old chap. You know, you get, you know you're getting people fucking taking drugs in sport. Why wouldn't somebody do that? You know, why wouldn't somebody, you know, transition to be a woman to get a gold medal if that's what they want to do? You get people cheating all the time. I don't know. What a way to end this podcast, isn't it? <laughs> this was 
the last episode of the Ben Briggs podcast. Thank you for listening before we got closed down. Um, I don't know. I just don't think you can like really label somebody transphobic if they're transgender. I don't, I do, you know, and who would know better about that sort of thing really than an ex Olympic athlete who is now transitioned uh, to be a woman who is now a woman, not trans. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. It just seems a bit. I don't know. I, I would have thought Caitlyn Jenner knew m- more about it than um, Sarah Silverman. But um, hey, we all have opinions, don't we? We all have, <laughs> as I have had on this podcast. Anyway, that is uh, episode 213 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Uh, if you want to contact me at all or close me down, it is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. I will be back on Saturday, motherfuckers. Have a good rest of your week. I'll speak to you then. Take care.